welcome into the Pro Football Show for this Tuesday, May 12th. I was getting ready to say April 12th. What am I thinking? Already May 12th, as we are getting um, deeper, deeper into what we'd be calling minicamp time. We are still at uh, in a holding pattern, and we don't know. It may be another week or so before we know any more about when um, we could see the possibility of opening up camps and getting guys in it. So we're going to, um, you know, uh, see where we are. And we think that there's going to be uh, a good possibility of getting things going at some point in June. But we just don't know. We just uh, we just are basically like everyone else trying to wait and see how things play out. Got a few things to get to today. Got some news in the front office and the scouting department in Carolina. Interesting news. Canadian Football League talking about the probability, the likelihood that they're going to cancel their season. They are usually start minicamps in May. Their season, uh, so this is usually they get going in July. I mean, late June, early July. So they are in a difficult situation, and I haven't really been following what the uh, rate is in Canada in terms of effectiveness of um, COVID-19, and but uh, that that is the way it's looking at. We'll get into that. Uh, and we've got some free agent discussions. Uh, who's still available? we still got some information out there. We'll talk a little bit about some free agents that may be coming available um, in the uh, next few days. But the Eagles are looking at a running back. What will the Rams do for backup quarterback? We know what their current situation is. That where they're going to keep it, and then of course two assigns as well as a number of other guys that sign, and we're going to get into. We promised it yesterday. Some late round picks that we think could have impacts this year. So let's get right to it. Uh, want to remind you that the most detailed information on all of this is at LandryFootball.com. The full film room breakdowns, uh, everything that we cover in full detail, tells you exactly what we need uh, you need to be thinking about uh, also exactly the details with um, we've got to look at the free agent availability board uh, on landryfootball.com we've got the latest news and notes of what people are talking about uh, in their facilities well actually said that wrong as they've not gotten into their facilities what are they thinking about? as they meet and go over how they plan to utilize some of their off-season personnel. Uh, roster analysis, we've taken a look at late-round draft picks and um, questions that each team has at this point and how um, it may play out. And then uh, looking at the best skill position players, a lot of stuff we've got going on evaluated at LandryFootball.com. So you want to make sure that you check that out. Take advantage of the scouting season offer the best one we've ever had and we've kept it a little bit longer for the remainder of the scouting season before the football season begins so take advantage of it now it's going to be at a cheaper price uh, also a reminder that um, you can uh, try it out for a month three months whatever the case may be you've got those options there also a reminder to check out and give a call 
to our great folks at 401k Generation, the experts in financial planning, money management, investment, and queries, licensed in all 50 states. You can reach them. <clears throat> Pardon me, at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879. Also a reminder um, to sign up for Landry Football's conference call so that you can get this podcast as well as the college podcast to your cell phone each and every day. So a lot going on. We want to make sure that you're on top of everything and keep in touch. So um, the news of the day a uh, couple of things. Thought it was interesting. Um, the Canadian Football League is likely to cancel their season. It's what we're hearing now. Nothing definite, as I mentioned. It would be the time that we'd be getting ready for uh, many um, training camps. Um, the best case scenario, according to Randy Ambrose, the commissioner, um is for a drastically truncated season. I mean, just a shorter version. Uh, In the worst case, the most likely scenario is no season at all. So um, it's not a wealthy business. The CFL um, is the oldest professional football league, and I'm not talking about soccer, the oldest professional football league that we have. It's older than the NFL. Uh, but it doesn't make that much money. Um, the biggest source of revenue is their ticket sales. So you're not dealing with, if you're dealing with a situation of the cost to put forth a season and not have the fans, it's it's going to be difficult. Um, in 2019, the CFL supposedly lost $20 million, um, whereas the NFL took in $16 billion total in revenue. So you're looking at that, it's um, we're going to see how that will play out. But it doesn't look good for the CFL. Uh, and uh, that doesn't have anything to do with the NFL, of course, as we alluded to. Two different dynamics. But um, it is something that we were, uh, at least at least in my eyes, thinking that we possibility of getting training camps in uh, CFL games, which I always enjoy watching. I've helped a lot of those folks out over the years. It's largely Canadian League players, but they do get some American players in there. And I do enjoy – it's been a few years now since I've been to training camps, but um, uh, a few years ago when I was doing a little bit more traveling, I'd go to a couple of mini camps, and if I was in – in the northern region at a mini camp, um, I would sometimes go into Canada for their training camp and take a look and uh, maybe catch a preseason game or two. Um, and then certainly watched it uh, during the uh, during the summer months, mostly before training camps hit full steam in the NFL. And then uh, I do watch the playoffs and the Grey Cup. But hate to see it. Um, not go through a season, but I do understand their predicament, no question about it. It's going to be very difficult. Uh, over in the NFL, um, Pat Stewart, congratulations to him, a longtime Eagle Scout. Prior to that, longtime Patriot Scout. The Panthers are hiring Stewart as the director of player personnel. Uh, this is further indication that Matt Rule is getting more and more 
uh, clout, you know, in that organization. Listen, you give the guy a seven-year contract and the money he's getting, he's got more stroke in that organization than, than uh, Marty Herney, I can tell you. Uh, Stewart has spent bulk of his career with the Patriots, uh, 11 years with them. The Eagles hired him in 18 to be a national scout, and so it's uh, Stewart and Rule work together at um, a, a couple of different coaching stops. Um, both were on Temple staff in 2006 when Stewart was the program's assistant director of football operations, and Rule was um, in year one uh, as an assistant coach coaching the defensive lineman. Uh, they also, in the 2005 season, uh, spent time on Western Carolina staff when Rule served as the associate head coach and Stewart was a graduate assistant back then. So uh, got a new owner, new head coach. Uh, Marty Herney remains. Uh, they're going to hire assistant GM soon. So um, And likely that, that someone is going to be, again, with ties to Marty Herney. Uh, Stewart's going to be the chief guy that Mark, that uh, Matt Rule is going to uh, lean on. Uh, Marty is more of an administrator, not a football guy. And I would expect the assistant GM, which is going to be the GM in waiting to replace Marty Herney, is going to be a Matt Rule guy as well. So congrats to Pat Stewart, well-deserved, and, and Matt Rule, and that staff is off and running there. Uh, some news and notes around the league. The Eagles are looking for a running back. They definitely want to sign a veteran running back. They, like most people, understand the value of having depth at that position. Um, you know, uh, Miles Sanders is there in, in their feature guy, but they'd like to have a veteran to split some duties. And, look, you got to have – not only a fresh back in at all times, but you have to deal with, you know, a guy going down. Uh, that's a volatile position injury-wise. So I, I think those things are really important as you look forward into it. But Carlos Hyde is the guy that they are targeting right now. Check out our free agent board and see the availability and you can get a feel for kind of where he stacks up. Um, you know, you got Freeman, you got Hyde, you got Lamar Miller. Uh, it's a good value there in somebody that would fit the role of what they're looking for. It's also looking into the Rams situation because their backup quarterback situation right now is John Wolford. And I cannot imagine they would go into the season with a guy that's never attempted an NFL pass who signed uh, with the Jets as an undrafted free agent in 18 before going to the uh, Alliance League. Uh, they let Blake Bortles go, which is, you know, no pretty pitcher there as a backup, but a guy with some experience at least. Uh, and, you know, I think a decent backup. But I, I, I'm very curious to see if, if they can't upgrade that backup running back situation. Now, right now, there's not uh, there's not an option. Um don't know that you'd fool with a guy like Flacco. Uh, maybe a Matt Moore would make some sense, a Trevor Simeon, a Drew Stanton. Um, and I just, you know, those are not any better than, say, Blake Bortles. But be interesting to see where that might play out at this point. But I, I do think that needs to be addressed. We've discussed the Colt situation in the running back room. 
and checking in with Nick Sirianni, their offensive coordinator. They really are excited about the one – he likes to call it the one-one punch instead of the one-two punch with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, Mack's starting job could be um, – <coughs> excuse me, on life support. But I don't know that Jonathan Taylor is going to take it over immediately. But I think you're going to see those guys work in unison – and eventually, you know, you go with a younger guy. Naheem Hines uh, has got some appeal in this offense with some Austin Eckler-type skill set. So that's kind of how uh, it's looking right there. It's a good-looking running back room, and for a team that wants to run the football and focus on that, certainly keep the pass rush um, along with a better offensive line off Phillip Rivers. I'm curious to see what this Colts offense looks like with Phillip and with Frank Wright in this offensive line. Um, some draft pick signings. The Dolphins sign uh, Roquan Davis to a four-year deal today at the um, 56 overall pick. They sign um, Tua today as well, the their four, first-round pick. Um, fully guaranteed. Um, a fifth-year team option, of course. Four-year, $30.2 million, seven, uh, $19 million up front. So, um Excited uh, they are about him, and I'm curious to see how that plays out with him and uh, how his health is to start the season, but Tua is in fold. The Patriots also getting more of their draft picks done. They sign um, Cassie Malulo to uh, the 204th overall pick. Um, Linebacker, be a special teams guy, versatile player, and their kicker, uh, uh, Justin uh, Rollwasser, who – uh, agreed to a deal and is likely going to get um, the pos- the position held by Stephen Goskowski for years and years. The Giants signed seventh-round pick Tate Crowder, the linebacker, um, uh, special teams guy, versatility, got him done, missed the irrelevant pick, so he gets his deal done. Speaking of missed irrelevant, speaking of late-round picks, I thought I'd go over some guys that I thought um, – you know, would be really key in helping teams out that were late-round picks this year um, or undrafted free agent types. Just late-round guys that I think are really good value that could help a team. And there are a few guys. I've got more detailed lists on LandryFootball.com. But Tyler Bass, uh, obviously a place kicker for Buffalo, needs spot, trying to replace Steven Hoshka. Um Makes a lot of sense and really a good leg and seems to have turned the corner in, in consistency. So um, we'll see. We'll see if, you know, I I could see him potentially beating out Hoshka, but, you know, these young guys, even though they've got good legs, sometimes you wonder a little bit about their ability to handle the pressure in the competition. Do like what Dallas did in drafting Tyler Biotic. Um it does remind me a lot. I mean, they're trying to replicate what they did with Travis Frederick. Bjadic is not quite as athletic getting onto the second level uh, as uh, Frederick, but uh, he's a good run blocker if he can stay healthy. He's a dominant run blocker. Um, you know, Joe Looney can come in and start. The The hip is a concern. Arthritic um, shoulder is is potentially an issue there. Both of those concern me 
long range, but the value there is really good. And if they can get a good contract out of this guy, who knows, uh, and, and get him healthy, they could be on to something. Curious to see, speaking of kickers, if uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, he of the Georgia Bulldogs, can win the job in Indianapolis. Uh, certainly he was a very good college kicker, good on kickoffs as well as field goals, intriguing there. Uh, how about Ben Bredesen, guard for Michigan, uh, for the Ravens? Um, it, I would say Bradley Bozeman is definitely the favorite to start at left guard, particularly in the current environment. Um, they signed D.J. Fluker recently. Um, but Bredesen in the fourth round has got starting ability, started a lot at left guard, and I think is their future left guard. Uh, I really think he has that much ability. Really good-looking player. How about Sequeet Charles, the Redskins? By necessity, going to have to get him in with um, Trent Williams gone. Um, they drafted a guy that uh, they have not uh, uh, done anything with Donald Penn. So Charles in the fourth round is a raw talent, but they didn't draft him to not play him. Um, he has absolutely got to play and likely going to be given the starting job, and he's going to have to lose it. I like the situation in Pittsburgh for Kevin Dotson. Uh, Ramon Foster started 145 games, fifth most by a Steeler offensive lineman over the past 60 years, but he retired last year. They signed uh, Stefan Wisniewski, drafted Dotson in the fourth round, while Wisniewski started for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He's been a part-time starter over the past four seasons. Um, Robert Hunt, was a really talented guy on that Louisiana Lafayette team. Dotson was the more consistent player inside run blocker. I think he's got a really good future, and I think he's a starter. Um, Troy Dye from Oregon, the linebacker, Minnesota. Um, really good player. Um, they've got potential opening uh, alongside Anthony Barr and Edric Kendricks. Ben Gettison, um Suffered a season-ending injury. I think there's an opportunity for Dye to get in and compete early uh, and maybe win a job there. I think Antonio Gandy-Golden of the Redskins, can, uh, if they can get half of what they got production-wise, what they got from last year's draft pick, Terry McLaurin, that, uh, McLaurin, that would be great. Um, I think he's got a really good chance to challenge Kelvin Harmon opposite McLaurin, so we'll see. How about Mike Horton of the Panthers? Um, you know, I'm not quite sure I'm getting what they saw on their offensive line moves this year. Uh, they did not draft a, a, a guard, but they did sign three undrafted free agents. Horton is a 32-game starter at Auburn. I think he's got a really good shot to make this team. At the very least, I see him being on the developmental squad, but I, I don't know that you can afford to put him on waivers, he's probably going to make the roster. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Solomon Kinley, uh, could he help the Dolphins pretty early? They drafted the Austin Jackson early. Um, Robert Hunt, who we just mentioned, teammate of Dotson. Uh, but Kinley's going to compete for the right guard spot. Um, he started 32 games at guard. Um, and he's a really good run blocker. I, I think this is 
part of a good offensive line draft for Miami. Could be, depending on how Austin Jackson develops over time. Uh, really, really good-looking player. Thaddeus Moss is a really good undrafted free agent for the Redskins. Got really good receiving ability. Um, Darrell Murchison of the Titans. Um, I, I think you'd help him in the sub packages. Um, he did a good job at NC State. 297 pound. He moves well. I think he could play in their 3 4 scheme. Um, good group. I think he can end up in the rotation. So I think he can play in. I think he can be reduced down and play tackle. I think he's got some good position versatility. How about um, Nutane Muti uh, uh, for the Broncos? This is a guy that I liked a bunch. I worry about health with him, but the Fresno State guy is a bull in the run game. Um, absolutely strong as an ox. LaMichael Perrine of the Jets, nothing flashy, just good um, contact balance runner that can help you. James Proche of the Ravens. Another guy I think can be a, a Cole Beasley type of player for the Ravens. I think he could challenge Willie's need for some work in the slot. How about Joe Reed of the Chargers? Um, if you look at um, their receiving core, I mean, this guy can compete for a third spot. Um, he's going to have to battle with K.J. Hill, but um, – I think these guys can run. He's got some return skills as well. So uh, it's going to be real interesting. If they can get a, a really good production out of their third receiver with Eckler and with a healthy Hunter Henry, they've got some abilities to make plays in the passing game. It certainly can help um, the quarterback situation, which right now is Tyrod Taylor or a young guy. James Robinson of Jacksonville is another guy that I think could be really good. Um, you know, they, they – did not move Leonard Fournette. They're going to have to move on from him. <clears throat> you know, they're not going to continue with him long term. But this James Robinson out of Illinois State's a really big physical back that's built a lot like Leonard Fournette or Chris Thompson. He's that type of guy. Um, uh, I'm uh, Leonard Fournette. And then you've got Chris Thompson, who's the scat back type of passing specialist type of guy. I, I see what they're trying to do here is they're trying to get a little bit younger and going to try to move Leonard Fournette at some point to somebody that's willing to give them something. Then how about Mikel Walker of the Falcons? Um, I think certainly there's position there to um, to see who they can play alongside Deion Jones. Um, they don't have a whole lot there. Um, I think this guy can play. I think he can play well in space. Um, and I'm going to talk tomorrow about some guys. Uh, that's not even the best of the bunch. They're, they're five guys that I think are even better and potentially um, could even be bigger factors and what I call guys that could develop into what I call blue-grade players. So we're going to do that on Wednesday show uh, and uh, give you um, some guys to look out for. Uh, on that, so we got we got some guys to uh, for you to focus in on uh, that can really be helpful. You know, remember, sixty percent of your roster comes from 
those, you know, that third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. So that's where your numbers are, and the ability to uh, handle that part of it is so crucial. So make sure you want to check that out tomorrow. We're going to get into that. we got more details of information like that on LandryFootball.com, which is why you want to take advantage of that scouting season offer today. Um, get, for less than $5 a month, a peek behind the curtain and a look at everything from free agent boards to – uh, draft boards and already for next year, uh, roster analysis and college in the NFL, um, recruiting boards. We got it all for you, so check it out today. Also, give the folks at 401k Generation a call. They are the reason that we can provide this podcast for you. So give them a call. Give them a text today at one 998 5879 They're licensed in all 50 states, so uh, make sure that you check with them. Get a first opinion. Get a second opinion if you have someone you rely upon. But make sure that you're getting the right information today. Uh, and you can do that with a no-obligation phone call or text to Eddie uh, Rojas and uh, the folks at 401k Generation, one 998 5879 Also, make sure you're signing up for this podcast as well as the college podcast by signing up for Landry Football's conference call wherever you get your podcast. If you got a question that you want me to address uh, on the podcast, uh, send a message to contact Chris on LandryFootball.com and we'll do it. Also, if you want us to help brand your business, we can do that as well. Um, hit the same thing, contact Chris on LandryFootball.com. Uh, we'll absolutely get in touch with you and see if we can make it work. Hey, folks, we appreciate you joining us. Make sure you flip on over to listen to our college football show as well, uh, and make sure that you join us tomorrow. For more pro football talk, all the latest, remember, uh, through the night and uh, in the morning, sometimes news breaks um, from the time we tape this podcast. So, um, And from the time that you listen to it, there's information that's happening, and we've got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. So make sure you check it out today. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you next time.